Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we've had so much fun off air that I don't really know where to start today, but we have been talking about the signs of conversion this week. Um, next week is Christmas, and our, our desire here on the Gospel for Life is to show how when the gospel comes into a man's heart or into a woman's heart, there is tangible effects in our life. We, we don't believe in a, a Christianity in which you have mere notions of Christ in your head. We believe that uh, in a Christianity that Jesus spoke about that has real effects in your head, in your heart, and in your hands. And so we've been looking at the signs of conversion this week. Um, we will, we've looked at three signs so far. The first sign is that a person um, will be aware, uh, have a conscious awareness that the Holy Spirit has come into their life, it's working upon them. The second sign is that uh, a person who is converted has undergone true repentance. The third sign is that one who is converted will possess the likeness of a child of God. Today we're working on the fourth sign. And the fourth sign is this, that, that one who is converted has been truly humbled. One who has been converted has been truly humbled. Brothers, what does this mean? What does this not mean? I think that we can just almost refer to Philippians chapter 2 and uh, and understand it right in the context of what is written in Scripture. If there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being of in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself which is yours in Christ Jesus. And it goes on to describe that mind that was in Christ Jesus. But but the, the reminder here is, you know, that we're looking not only to our own interests, but the interest of others, that we're to be um, humble enough to count others significant. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should help, too, by defining what humility is. You guys, I'm going to get this name. I'm going to totally butcher this name. Okay, when Calvin got kicked out of Geneva the first time, first time wasn't only one time <laughs> he got kicked out of geneva one time and when he part of the reason why he came back is because there was a, a a roman cardinal who wrote to the church in geneva trying to win him back to rome now what was his name Saladetto. Saladetto. i always try to make the e long so mm-hmm. Saladetto. so he wrote a letter to the genevan church and started you know kind of giving um you know, Ro- Roman propaganda and, and Roman doctrine in order to woo them back. And he did it in a, in a very compelling way. Mm-hmm. He did it in a, in a winsome way. And one of the things that Calvin was challenged um, to answer was this kind of humility that Sadaletto gave in his letter. 
And this is how Calvin said what true humility was. True humility is conforming to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True humility is, so, so we look at teachers like Joel Osteen on you know, TBN or whatever, and he has great big smiles and he speaks very soft and he has the outward externals of being a humble person, right? Mm-hmm. Am, I, yep. am I out to yeah, lunch? Yeah, no. Okay, so, um, but is, is he a humble man? And, and I would say no. And that's not because I'm trying to attack him as a person. What right. I'm saying is, is he does not conform to the word of God. That's what true humility is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think people confuse personality with character. And so people will say that there are personality traits. There are, there are those of us that have stronger personalities, are more assertive, are more um, just maybe even contra- um confrontational just because of how our personalities are our makeup is and there are people that are more meek and mild and passive and um they they don't like confrontation and so what happens is people then will then assign the next level and say well the one is humble and the other one is not yeah this has absolutely nothing to do with humility yeah. Humility is is a different characteristic, a different category altogether. And so people oftentimes have difficulty ass- assessing people correctly with regard to proud, humble, um, kind, uh, you know, whatever it might be because they're they're actually making a judgment call on a personality not on the actual sanctification effect in their life. Right. Um and those are two different categories. Yep. Let me give you an example of that, Russ, from Scripture. Um, dur- during Advent, uh, a, a lot of uh, Christian uh, Christian traditions look at John the Baptist and, and hear the voice of John the Baptist once again. We've been, the last couple of Sundays in, in our church, we've been hearing again the voice of John the Baptist come to prepare the way of the Lord. Um, you don't get much more assertive than John the Baptist. And acerbic. <laughs> and acerbic. Yeah, there, he, he is not a wallflower. He is not a, a retiring, shy individual. He's out, in the, out there in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. He, he confronts the people that come to hear him. He, says, he calls he, people vipers. Yes, he says, you brood, you brood of vipers. Who so he must you? not be humble then. <laughs> well, he is humble because he says, one who is mightier than I is coming. He's talking about Jesus Christ, of course. One who is mightier than I. There's John's humility. He also says, I I must decrease. He, Jesus, must increase. increase. That's true humility. Right. Uh, the, his, his knee is bent to Jesus Christ. He, he is absolutely filled with the passion of the Word of God and totally submitted to the Word of God. There's humility also, that he's submitted to God's Word that God has spoken to him, and he's going to preach that word faithfully. Um, But his humility is found in this, one who is mightier than I. Do I know, because I'm I'm tempted, I am am tempted to worship my almighty self, and we all are, to see myself as all-powerful and all-sufficient. That's the essence of sin. The essence of humility is to turn toward Christ, one who is mightier than I. Mm -hmm. And weakness is not humility. That's right. 
Neither is passivity. Not, yes. So we just have to be clear. I mean, John the Baptist has this great line, I am not the Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a beautiful sentiment of how we ought to live. I mean, and, and I think the reality is we're tempted to actually think we are. Mm-hmm. When we engage with people, when we help with people, when we interact in just relationships, that we want to, we take almost this, this, we become the Christ figure that we want to save, that we want to be the, the solution. Right, and we need to take a page out of, of John the Baptist's playbook and say, no, we we continue to point to That's the right. Christ. Right, that mm-hmm. what we have we've received from above, and and we've got to get out of the way of the work that that Christ wants to do in the hearts and lives of people. I am not the Christ. I've got to decrease. Jesus Christ has been needs to be made much of. I mean, Josh was saying the other day about when he approaches the. The pulpit. All of us have to deal with this. Are we more concerned about the kingdom of self, or are we concerned about the kingdom of Christ? Do we want people to see Jesus Christ magnified in the word that's preached, or do we Mm -hmm. want people to see us? And our prayer, hopefully, has to always be that the messenger is is fades away, and the message and the person of the Mm -hmm. message is highlighted. Right. And you, you were saying, uh, Calvin said that it's humility. Humility is submission to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that can be the written Word that, that is definitely the incarnate Word of God that we're celebrating at Christmas time, submission to Him. And we're told in Second Peter 2, 3, His divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. And, and so... Um, He's giving us the the life to live. You know, this is we're talking about conversion, and it's going to come through the knowledge of Him. It's going to be it's we're going to be um, uh, submissive to that word that we learn where we learn about Him, which is the Word of God. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is such an important point. Uh, we're looking at signs of conversion, and we're on sign number four. One who is converted has been truly humbled. And I I want to circle back what you said, Russ, because I don't think this can be overstated. We can get very easily confused in our mind what true humility is, as if humility rested only on personality. Nobody would have thought that John the Baptist was humble. Right, right. Uh, Maybe another illustration. When Jesus was overturning tables in the temple, was that an act of humility? Yeah, certainly in terms of his obedience to the Lord. That's right, because what was actually happening was that the people in the temple were being proud and arrogant to think that they could put their own ideas of what worship of God should look like in the temple or or selling their own goods or whatever it was. They were acting out of accord with the Scripture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, Jesus quoted Scripture, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you've turned it into a den of robbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he, he's submitting he's sub- submitting to the, the word of God, and he has a passion uh, for the Father. Yeah, I've been working through the life of David um, for a while um, in a sermon series, and one of the things that's fascinating about David is his humility. That mm-hmm. he he often sinned, often did the wrong thing, often made mistakes, but. When the word of God came, he always submitted to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mark of grace. That Not that we don't make mistakes, not that we don't even do proud things, 
um, but that when the word of God comes, we respond in in, in a, a spirit of submission and say, okay, I'm out of step, and I'm not the authority God is, and, and I will now adjust my life in conformity to the word declared um, to me. And I, I think it's, it. I mean, you see it in the life of Moses, you see it in the life yeah. of, of David, you really see it in the life of the disciples. I mean, Peter especially got it wrong so often. But when the word came, what you always saw in Peter was repentance. And uh, I mean, if you look at Peter's life in the uh, Gospels and then compare that to what he wrote in First Peter, a different man. Yeah. A humbled man, mm-hmm. not in the fact that he's humbled in the fact that he has now become um, a doormat, but he's learned what it means to submit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We're talking about signs of true conversion. We're on sign number four today. One who is converted has been truly humbled. And um, if you've missed any of our past broadcasts, just go to ReformationBoise.com or you can search us on the iTunes store and you will find us at Gospel for Life. Um, We're going to continue looking at uh, signs of conversion, especially as we move into uh, Christmas weekend here. Our desire is to help kind of equip you, the listener, um, to how you should think about conversion. I think conversion has become one of those obscured things today where as long as you're kind of a nice person and you you do nice things and you have nice friends and you have nice manners, then you're considered to be a Christian. But that's not at all the case. Conversion is the most radical miracle that can that anyone can undergo in this life. It's when a when God, the Holy Spirit, takes a hold of you, grants you the new birth, and a new heart is planted within you, and then you turn in trusting Jesus Christ and repenting of your sins. And that's the greatest message that you can bring to your families this Christmas holiday. We hope and pray that you will be able to um, be a light and salt um, for your family this Christmas holiday. Um, We love you and we thank you that you have been listening to us and we will see you next time.